<clears throat> We've told you before that that I've never had an original thought, I don't think. <laughs> that, but I pass along everything that, that I can learn and lean on. Uh, several years ago, I, I gave you this little laminated card. Some of you may still have it. But on <clears throat> uh, one side, it's got the basis of our faith. And I printed that off at the top of this little um, sheet of paper. <clears throat> and it's, we start off that the Bible, this book that we honor and treasure and, and love is true and trustworthy. And we've said time and time again that everything we know about living the Christian life is in this book. Um, it was written by many men over many centuries, and yet God has honored it. People have tried to tear it down, and yet it's true. The next point I've got on this paper is the storyline of the Bible is redemption. From the first word in Genesis to the last word in Revelation, it's all about the redemption of mankind. God put in place before time began how he was going to bring Jesus into the world to make a sacrifice for our sin. That's what's in the book. Now, he goes a long way around to, to, to say that. <clears throat> I've told you that Belt and I reading through the Bible again and we just finished Leviticus and I'm glad we're finished with Leviticus. Uh, <clears throat> it's, I just don't understand the sacrifices and all this kind of stuff and every morning when we get through reading we shake our head and say thank God for grace. You know, it's just where we are. The next bullet point is God is love and he wants everyone to truly believe in his only son, Jesus Christ. Quote with me, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have life. Thank you. The next bullet point there is God wants us to love one another and that's going to be our focus when we get to first john but i've got some scriptures i want to do between now and then the next point is god's gift to us on earth is the indwelling of the holy spirit uh, had john not written it down in the gospel we wouldn't know that and as we've said before the epistles he wrote first, the last book that was ever written that we have in our canon, we call our Bible, is the Gospel of John. And I'm, I know John says, you know, I need to go back and tell him something. And he told us about the gift and the working of the Holy Spirit. And then God's gift for us is to live with him forever. 
in a place we have called heaven, and we've talked about that over the last little bit. Now, <clears throat> if you were, if I was going to ask you to turn to the love chapter in the Bible, where would we go? 1 Corinthians 13. So turn there. 1 Corinthians 13. <clears throat> Everybody with me? <clears throat> If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and do not have love, I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned and do not have love, it profits me nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind, is not jealous. Love does not brag about its, excuse me, love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away with. And if there are tongues, they will cease if there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I also have been fully known. But now, faith, hope, love abides these three, but the greatest of these is love. In those 13 verses, love is mentioned nine times. Just took that back. Love is mentioned nine times in these 13 verses. All right. Go to John, the 15th chapter, the Gospel of John, chapter 15. We've just, we were in John before we were in, <clears throat> in Jeremiah. We've been talking about abiding. John, John's theme, he picked up from where we were in 1 John, but 
chapter 15, look at verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than one lays down his life for his friends. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse 9. Uh, verses 9 through 16, Swindoll calls Christianity 101. We're just going to re read the first few verses of this. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Persevering in tribulation. Devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Ephesians chapter 4. GE Power Company, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 1. Chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, I, a prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Hebrews chapter 12. That's what I've got written down, but it's not what I want to do. <laughs> Here we are. 
1 John chapter 4. We finally made it to 1 John. First John 4, beginning verse 7. We, we highlighted this last week, but... Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this the love of God was manifest in us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us. Because he has given us of his spirit. We have seen and testified that the father has sent the son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. We have come to know, and we believe to love, which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but love, perfect love, casts out fear because fear involves punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment that we have from him, that the one who loves God 
should love his brother also. The love chapter, as we've just said, you know, was 1 Corinthians 13. How many times did I say love was mentioned? In this short 15 verses, love is mentioned 27 times. The love chapter really needs to be 1 John 4. But that's not, that's not where we go. It was read probably at most of your weddings. But the crutch of living life, John nailed in this little epistle. And if your Bible's like mine, the heading of verse 7 is God is love. So let's go back to verse 7 and take a little bit deeper dive into, into some of this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. <clears throat> Jesus said in John 15, he says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, and by that the world will know that you belong to me, that you're a Christ follower because you love one another. End of story. End of story. For the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Real quickly, back to verse 19, we love because he first loved us. When we, when we talk about salvation... And we talked about the redemption of the world. The Bible is redemption. When we talk, when we talk about that, God, who is infinite, <laughs> he created everything. He's in control of everything. He, every little detail of life. Velt and I were fortunate enough to have our family with us this week, and we had our youngest great-grandson with us who, was, who will be uh, four months old in, uh, on Mike's birthday. Velta held him the whole time. <laughs> and, and, and you marvel. You, you've, you've done the same thing with your children and your grandchildren. You marvel... At the perfectness, how in the world did this child come? The little fingers, the little, you know, it, it's, it's, 
It's just what it is. And then Psalms 139 says, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. We talked last week about the mother's love. Closest thing we can get to God's love. We understand that. And yet God in the beginning of creation says, you know, we're going to start this universe and we're going to create it in all its glory. And we're going to put Adam there. And we're going to give him a helpmeet. And they're going to be man and wife. And they're going to have children. And yet, they're going to sin. And they sin pretty quickly. And I need to redeem them. The whole thing we have here is redeeming and God said, I'll send my one and only son to die for them because I love them that much. We quoted John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die for us. God is love. He started the whole world. With his love. We've perverted that little word. In so many ways. I took a poke at Woodstock last Sunday. You know. Love on written on the back of a pickup truck. And all this kind of stuff. And, and, and a lot of things happen in the name of, of love. But the truth of the matter is. That God loved us so much. We read a scripture a while ago that love is such that you would give your life for a friend. Whew. I love you, but I'm not really sure I'd go that far. <laughs> Can I be honest? You know? And yet, Jesus did. In our Bible reading this morning, we were in Matthew, and and it was it was Jesus talking to the Pharisees, and he says, "Let me tell you about this parable. A homeowner had a vineyard, and he sent people to tend the vineyard, and the people killed him. And he did it two or three times. And he says, "I know what I'll do. I'll send my son." And they killed him. You know, and Jesus was telling them, the household of Israel, I'm going to leave it and I'm going to give it to somebody that will do it, somebody that will love me, somebody that will. And I am so grateful for the preachers through the years that have held up the banner of Christ. We talk about um, Dwight L. Moody and Billy Sunday and all these guys that are a whole lot before us and then Billy Graham and his son Franklin and a lot of people who have preached the gospel today. Our own pastor. He's unashamedly lifting up Jesus, which scripture says, if you lift him up, I'll draw all men to you. Swindoll says another thing in the book of Romans in his commentary. He says, all these things that people do, you know, <clears throat> Nashville, 
the root of <laughs> of Southern Baptist life in a lot of cases, and they've come out with program after program after program, and yet Swindoll says preaching the word is all you need to do to bring people to Jesus. That's it. It'll trump everything that's out there. Just preach Jesus and everything else will fall into place. Now, we as people mess that up sometimes. We get in the way. We, we want to make some money. We want to do these things. We want to do that things. Our ego gets big and, and people have messed up. But Jesus, through the Lord, says, I love you. And I love you so much that I sent my son to die for you. Look at verse 9. By this the love of God was manifest to us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sin. For the book of Hebrews tells us without the shedding of blood there is no remission. All things were cleansed by blood. That's a foreign thing to us. I don't know why God did that, why he said that. But we sing, you know, the cross. Nothing but the blood can save us. Jesus shed his blood on the cross because he loved every one of us so much he laid down his life. He laid down his life that we might live, that we might live. Let's continue on. Verse 12, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. God the Father. Moses, I'll meet you on Mount Sinai. Moses, you can't see my face, but stick your head in the cleft of the rock, and I'll just let you see my backside. God says, there are obstinate people. I don't like him. Moses says, I don't either. <laughs> but you keep leading and keep preaching. And he built a tabernacle. And he told them what to do and how to do it. I mean, down to the details of how to build it, you know, what materials to bring and how he planned everything, you know. He says, borrow from your Egyptian neighbors all the gold and silver that you can get, 
he didn't tell them that, but he says, when I get to the wilderness, I'm going to need it. And he made a way. Their shoes didn't wear out. They didn't miscarry. They didn't get sick. God took care of them. God took care of them. Why? He said, you know what I, you saw what I did when I brought you out of Egypt. How I bore you on eagle's wings. And if you will obey me, you'll be a very peculiar people unto me. What did Pastor Bobby say last week? Obey and worship and worship and obey. That's all the Lord wants us to do. Why? Because he loved them and he loves us today. And he sent Jesus to be the atoning sacrifice. He sacrificed him as an Old Testament offering that we might live forever. Verse 15. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know and believe that love which God has for us, God is love, and one who uh, uh, abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. We've talked about that. We talked about the role of the Holy Spirit, how, how that, that we understand and, and in the fullness of time that God did, in the fullness of time, he sent his son to come and live, and yet Jesus said, I must go to the cross. I must be the atoning sacrifice for you, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send somebody that's going to teach you everything you need to know. And he sent us the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, a mystery I cannot tell you. But I bear witness with each and one of you that know him that you belong to him. And it's, it's unsaid, and yet I believe it because I feel it. Because God abides in us. What did he say right here? The, verse 17, by this love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. How many times have we talked about that? Art has preached to you that <clears throat> they hated Jesus and they're going to hate us and that's part of the show we've kind of been our generation has been lulled asleep in a lot of cases because we remember how the 1950s were 1940s 1950s 1960s is a different tone but anyway <clears throat> we understand that and yet God says they hated me they're gonna hate you and that's where we are and yet he says here he says we can have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. I think one of the most precious scriptures we can have is verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. 
We love because he first loved us. We talk about repentance. We talk about forgiveness. You know, it's... If, if we understand how God forgave us of all our nastiness, God forgave us, and we can't forgive our brother, you take the high road. You do what only you can do. It doesn't matter what they've done. It doesn't matter what they've said. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Forgive them. Because God forgave you. Now that's, that's easier for Bill to say than do. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yes. Too many times we, we wait on forgiveness until we're asked of it. But God doesn't. He, he demands it before we're asked. Yeah. That'll preach, Pat. Thank you. Thank you. Verse 19, we love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God who he has not seen? John wrote this as an old man. He had seen a lot. And as we've talked already, the, the early church, the, the devil was creeping in and he kept coming back to, to <clears throat> correct some of these things. And he got to this particular portion in, in Scripture and he says, if I say I love somebody and I have hate in my heart for my brother, he's a liar. This was written to God's people. This wasn't written to the lost. It was written to God's people. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen, he cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. 27 times he said love, loves, or loved in these 15 verses. The more I look, this is the love chapter of the scripture. Love chapter of scripture. Okay. Well, it's time for me to quit. Art will pick up next week with chapter 5. Any comments or questions on this? I trust you have a great week. Let me pray and we'll be dismissed from this place. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for loving us in spite of us. We ask that you be with everything that's said in the further services. Every prayer prayed, every word spoken, every song sung, 
every word preached. And we be careful to give you the praise and honor. And Lord, let us never forget the fact that you are the author of love and that you loved us and we need to love our brother. Dismiss us now and give us a good week. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.